Welcome back, everybody, to the Hemingway List, talking about Tennyson again. Tennyson, I should say. Uh, Acoustic Heels has dropped in. Good to see you, Acoustic Heels. Been a little while. I'm finally all caught up, and we have the lyrics to one of my favourite songs, says Acoustic Heels. Um, You must have been on a bit of a poetry binge if you've caught back up. Good work. Uh, Now Sleeps the Crimson Petal by Roger Quilter, one of his favourite songs. Uh, Maybe we are entering another era of poetry that composers really like. It seems like the 1500s had lots of lyrics that I knew, and then there was a long stretch of poetry I didn't know. I think it's really cool that you know so much of this poetry um, just because you are so prolific with... uh, Prolific? That's not the word. So knowledgeable with music um, that you know... These poems, poems, just from the lyrics of all the songs, you know, it's really cool. Swim says the mum fishy says in response, I like Paul Robison's version. Paul Robison was an American bass baritone concert artist, stage and film actor, professional football player, and activist who was who became famous both for his cultural accomplishments and for his political stances. Jeez, sounds like he did about a billion things. The internet tells us that Blow, Bugle, Blow is an anti-war poem anti-war poem by Tennyson who uses the sound of the bugle played before a battle to describe the impact of a war. He requests that the bugle sound to be increased to the maximum so that the elite people living in palaces can hear that a war was going on. He cries for the dying soldiers and asks for increasing the volume of the bugle sound so that it can echo in the entire society, which is indirectly a reason of the war. Blow, Bugle, Blow was set to music. Here's a really cool rendition. Let's have a little look here. I'm not going to play it. I just want to see who the artist is. Uh, Bruce Bruce Cassidy. Very cool. Um, all right, more Tennyson. Are we going to finish Tennyson today? Let's see. Must be getting close, are we? Well, I shouldn't say that because you know what? We might not be getting close. <laughs> um, all right, blow, bugle, blow, summer night. Which ones did we read last night? Yeah, summer night. All right. Come down, O oh maid. Come down, O oh maid, from yonder mountain height. What pleasure lives in height, the shepherds sang, in height and cold, the splendor of the hills, but cease to move so near the heavens and cease to glide a sunbeam by the blasted pine. To sit a star upon the sparkling spire, and come, for love is of the valley, come, for love is of the valley, come thou down, and find him by the happy threshold, he, or hand in hand with plenty of in the ma- plenty in the maze, or red with spirited purple of the vats, or fox-like in the vine, nor cares to walk, with death and mourning on the silver horns, nor wilt thou snare him in the white ravine, nor find him dropped upon the firth of ice, that huddling slant in furrow cloven falls to the roll the torrent out of dusky doors. But follow, let the torrent dance thee down to find him in the valley, let the wild, lean-headed eagles yelp alone and leave the monstrous ledges there to slope and spill their thousand wreaths of dangling water smoke that like a broken purpose waste in air. So waste not thou, but come for all the vales. Wait thee, azure pillars of the hearth, arise to thee, the children call, and I, thy shepherd pipe, and sweet is every sound. Sweet are thy voice, but every sound is sweet, 
Myriads of rivulets hurrying through the lawn, the moan of doves in immemorial elms and murmuring of innumerable bees. From In Memoriam, Arthur Henry Hallam, MD, CCCXXX111. I don't even know what that translates to in Roman numerals. MD, CCCXXX111. No idea. Fair ship, that from the Italian shore, sailest the placid, placid ocean plains, with my lost Arthur's loved remains, spreads thy full wings and wafts him over. So draw him home to those that mourn in vain, a favourable speed, ruffle thy mirrored mast, and lead, lead through prosperous floods this holy urn. All night no rudder e'er perplex thy sliding keel, till phosphor bright, as our pure love through early light, shall glimmer on the dewy decks. Sphere all your lights around above, sleep, gentle heavens, before the prow, sleep, gentle winds, as heap sleeps now, my friend, the brother of my love, my Arthur, whom I shall not see, till all my widowed race be run, dear as the mother to the son, more than my brothers are to me. Part 2. I hear the noise about thy keel, I hear the bell struck in the night. I see the cabin window bright, I see the sailor at the wheel. Thou bringest the sailor to his wife, and travelled men from these foreign lands, and letters unto trembling hands, and thy dark freight, a vanished life. So bring him, we have idle dreams. This look of quiet flatters thus. Our home-bred fancies, oh, to us, the fools of habit, sweeter seems. To rest beneath the clever sod, that takes the sunshine and the rains, or where the kneeling hamlet drains the chalice of the grapes of God, than if the with thee the roaring wheels wells should gulf him fathom deep in brine, and hands so often clasped in mine should toss with tangle and with shells. Three. Calm is the morn without a sound, calm as to suit a calmer grief. And only through the faded leaf, the chestnut pattering to the ground, calm and deep peace on his high world. And on these dews that drench the firs, and all the silvery gossamers that twinkle in the green and gold, calm and still light on yon great plain, that sweeps with all its autumn bowers, and crowded farms and lessening towers to mingle with the bounding main. Calm and deep peace in the wide air, these leaves that red into the fall, and in my heart, if calm at all, if any calm, a calm despair. Calm on the seas, and silver sleep, and waves that sway themselves in rest, and dead calm in that noble breast, with heaves but with the heaving, which heaves but with the heaving deep. 4. Tonight the winds begin to rise, and roar the yonder dropping day, and the last red leaf is whirred away, the rooks are blown upon the skies. The forest cracked, the waters curled, the cattle huddled on the lee, a wildly dashed on the tower and tree, the sunbeam strikes along the world. And but for fancies which aver that all thy motions gently pass athwart a plain of molten glass, I scarce could brook the strain and stir. That makes the barren branches loud, but for fear it is not so. The wild unrest that lives in woe would dote and pour on yonder cloud. 
that rises upward always higher and onward drags a labouring breast and topples round the dreary west, a looming bastion fringed with fire. 5. Thou comest much wept for, such a breeze compelled thy canvas and my prayer, as was as the whisper of an air to breathe thee over lonely seas, for I in spirit saw thee move through circles of the bounding sky, week after week the days go by, come quick, thou bringest all I love, henceforth, wherever thou mayest roam, my blessing, like a line of light, is on the waters day and night, and like a beacon guards thee home, so may whatever tempest mars, Mid-ocean, spare thee, sacred bark, and balmy drops in summer dark slide from the bosom of the stars. So kind an office hath been done, such precious relics brought to by thee, the dust of him I shall not see, till all my widowed race be run. 6. Now sometimes in my sorrow shut, or breaking into song by fits, alone, alone, to where he sits, the shadow cloaked from head to foot, who keeps the keys of all the creeds, I wander often falling lame and looking back to whence I came, or on to where the pathway leads, and crying how changed from where it ran, through lands where not a leaf was dumb, but all the lavish hills would hum the murmur of a happy pan, when each by turns was guide to each, and fancy light from fancy court, the thought leapt out to wed with thought, ere thought would, could wed itself with speech. And all we met was fair and good, and all was good that time could bring, and all the secret of the spring moved in the chambers of the blood, and many an old philosophy on Argive heights divinely sang, and round us all the thicket rang to many a flute of Arcady. 7. How fares it with the happy dead? For here the man is more and more, but he forgets the days before God shut the doorways of his head. The days have vanished, tone and tint, and yet perhaps the hoarding sense gives out at times, he knows not whence, a little flash, a mystic hint. And in the long harmonious years, if death so tasteless Athenian springs, may some dim touch of earthly things surprise thee, ranging with thy peers. If such a dreary touch should fall, O oh, turn thee round, resolve the doubt, my guardian angel will speak out in that high place and tell thee all. 8. The wish that of the living whole no life may fail beyond the grave derives it not from what we have, the likest God within the soul. Are God and nature then at strife, that nature lends such devil, evil dreams, so careful of the type she seems, so careless of the single life, that I, considering everywhere her secret meaning in her deeds, and finding that if fifty seeds she often brings but one to bear, I falter where I firmly trod, and falling with my weight of cares. Upon the great world's altar stairs, that slope through darkness up to God, I stretch lame hands of faith, and grope, and gather dust and chaff, and call to what I feel is Lord of all, and faintly trust a larger hope. 9. So careful of the type, but no, from scarped cliff and quarried stone, she cries a thousand types of are gone, I care for nothing, all shall go. Thou makest thine appeal to me, I bring to life, I bring to death, the spirit does but mend the breath, I know no more, and he shall he. 
Man, her last work, who seemed so fair, such splendid purpose in his eyes, who rolled the psalm to wintry skies, who built him fanes of fruitless prayer, who trusted God was love indeed, and loved creation's final law, as though her nature red in tooth and claw, with ravines shrieked against his creed. Who loved, who suffered countless ills, who battled for the true, the just, be blown about the dearest dust, desert dust, or sealed within the iron hills. No more a monster then, a dream, a discord, dragons of the prime, that tear each other in their slime, where were mellow music matched with him. O oh, life as futile, then as frail, O oh, for thy voice to soothe and bless, what hope of answer or redress behind the veil, behind the veil. Number 10. Unwatched the garden bow shall sway, the tender blossom fluttered down, unloved the beech will gather brown, this maple burn itself away, unloved the sunflower shining fair, ray round with flames, her disc of seed, and many a rose carnation feed, with summer spice the humming air, unloved by many a sandy bar, the brook shall babble down the plain at noon, or when the lesser wane is twisting round the polar star. Uncared for, gird the windy grove, and flood the horns of hern and crake, or into silver arrows break, the sailing moon in creek and cove, till from the garden and the wild a fresh association blow, and here, year by year, the landscape grow, familiar to the strangest child. As year by year the labourer, tills his wanted glebe or lops the glades and year by year our memory fades from all the circle of the hills 11 now fades the last long streak of snow now burgeons every maze of quick about the flowering squares and thick by ashen roots the violets blow now rings the woodland loud and long the distant tank takes a lovelier hue, and drowned in yonder living blue, the lark becomes a sightless song. Now dance the lights on lawn and lea, the flocks are whiter down the vale, and milkier every milky sail on winding stream and distant sea, where now the sea mew pipes or dives, in yonder gleaming gleam and fly, the happy birds that change their sky to build and brood that lives their lives. From land to land and in my breast, Spring wakens too, and my regret becomes an April violet, and buds and blossoms like the rest. 12. Love is and was my lord and king, and in his presence I attend to hear the tidings of my friend, which every hour his careers bring. Love is and was my king and lord, and will be though, as yet I keep within his court on earth, and sleep encompassed by his faithful guard, and here at times a sentinel who moves about from place to place and whispers to the worlds of space in the deep night that all is well. 13. Come into the garden, Maud, for the black bat night has flown. Come into the garden, morn, I am here at the gate alone, and the woodbine spices are wafted abroad, and the musk of the rose is blown, for a breeze of morning moves, and the planet of love is on high. Beginning the faint in the light that she loves on the bed of a daffodil sky, to faint in the light of the love of the sun she loves, to faint in his light and to die. 
All night have the roses heard, the flute violin bassoon, all night have the casement jasmine stirred, to the dancers dancing in tune, till the silence fell with the waking bird and a hush with the setting moon. I said to the lily, there is but one with whom she has heart to be gay, when will the dancers leave her alone, she is weary of dance and play. Now half of to the setting moon are gone, and half to the rising day, Low on the sand and loud on the stone, the last wheel echoes away. I said to the rose, the brief night goes in babble and revel and wine. O young lord lover, what sighs are those for one that will never be thine? But mine, but mine, so I swear to the rose for ever and ever mine. And the soul of the rose went into my blood as the music clashed in the hall, and long by the garden lake I stood, for I heard your rivulet fall. From the lake to the meadow and on to the wood, our wood that is dearer than all. From the meadow your walks have left so sweet that whenever a march wind sighs, he sets the jewel print of your feet in violet's blue as your eyes to the woody hollows in which we met and the valleys of paradise. The splendor, slender acacia would not shake one long milk bloom on a tree, the white long blossom. The white lake blossom fell into the lake as the pimpernel dozens dozed on the lee. But the rose was awake all night for your sake, knowing your promise to me. The lilies and roses were all awake, they sighed for the dawn and thee. Queen Rose of the rosebud garden of girls, come hither, the dances are done. In gloss of satin and glimmer of pearls, Queen Lily and Rose in one shine out little head, sunning with over with curls to the flowers and bee their son. There has fallen a splendid tear from the passion flower at the gate. She is coming, my dove, my dear. She is coming, my life, my fate. The red roses cries. She is near, she is near, and the white rose weeps. She is late. The lark spur listens. I hear, I hear, and the lily whispers. I wait. She is coming, my own, my sweet. Were it ever so airy a tread, my heart would hear her and beat. Were it earth in an earthly bed, my dust would hear her and beat, had I lain for a century dead, would start and tremble under her feet, excuse me, and blossom in purple and red. And the last one is called, Oh, that twere possible. Oh, that it were possible, after long grief and pain, to find the arms of my true love round me once again. A shadow flits before me, not thou, but like to thee, Ah, Christ, that it were possible for one short hour to see the souls we loved, that they might tell us what and where they be. All right, that's it. That's the poems. Great one. All right. Thanks very much for listening. See you tomorrow.